0: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I do love not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. it's like <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't <laughs> know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Cheer up. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, boardroom or ballroom because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this house.
1: Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series or the CBS uh, Supergirl TV series (laughs) in this uh, series that we are doing and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DCTV Podcast YouTube channel to go back in time. Since Morgan didn't review Supergirl episodes as a full-time co-host of Supergirl Radio until World's Finest, which aired in March of 2016, we're revisiting the first season to get Morgan's thoughts. This week, we will be discussing episode 6—no, uh, this is episode 17 Uh-oh. of season 1. <laughs> Gotta do my math right. Episode 17 of— of season one, which is titled Manhunter. If you're interested in listening to Super Radio's original discussion from season one, the link is in the video description below the live stream and will be in the audio podcast show notes. So if you want to go check that out, uh, I recommend that you do so. Uh, But let's uh, we're just going to get straight to it in this episode. So let's uh, buckle up in Uh the Legion Cruiser and we need to go (laughs) back to to March 21st, 2016. Okay, uh, so we haven't done any time traveling in a while. Ooh, it's so been I could, a while. I'm I, had,
0: not, I wasn't ready for it.
1: <laughs> I kind of forgot what it was like. So we are now back in 2016, specifically March 21st when this uh, episode originally aired. So here's the official description of Manhunter. Quote, Jean Jones reveals the details of meeting Kara and Alex's father, Dr. Jeremiah Danvers, played by Dean Kane, and assuming Hank Henshaw's identity. Also, Kara debates trusting someone new with her secret identity, and Siobhan, played by Italia Ricci, plots against Kara, unquote. Okay, so I was gonna maybe start with the, the Jean Martian Manhunter stuff. That seems like a big part of this episode. But since we're kind of, there with siobhan i'm very cu- <laughs> right very <there> with her. <laughs> I'm very curious morgan let's start talking about siobhan because I want, I want your thoughts on this so siobhan real real bitter about red Kate cara superman like, ha- helping her get fired uh so now she uh
0: not breaks- taking a lot of personal responsibility by the way <laughs> that she was trying to take a story to a direct competitor uh behind cat's back no mention of that whatsoever. It's just like I can't believe that Kara got me fired. Fired for what, Siobhan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fired for what? <laughs> so
1: uh what did you think about her uh uh trying to frame Kara and then uh cat figuring some stuff out?
0: <laughs> um her trying to frame Kara was very funny in that the <laughs> the way that they apparently uh, discover um, that she tried to frame car m- makes no sense. To me. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just not smart enough with keystroke software or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> this is, this is the first time in many episodes where I'm like, we need to keep a, a better eye on Win. right? Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be like, Kara type doesn't type that many words per minute she's actually quite a bad typist it's like how do you why do you know that who's like, keeping is that, track of this is that not like a red flag there that he knows Kara's like typing pattern he's like you know what you don't type like Cara. It's like how do you know how she types no reasons normal reasons I didn't install anything on her computer when no one asked if you did great I didn't. <laughs> uh, that part made me laugh so hard at the end where it's like, ha ha, well, I got you. It's like, wait a minute. Co- Do we want to rewind about how we got her though? <laughs> how we got her? Should Cara be like concerned? Is there like a lot of spyware on her computer that she doesn't know about? When it's like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like,
1: what? When I'm at work, are they are they like keeping analytics on how fast I type is that right is that, is that, that, a, to take normal,
0: is that a normal thing to be <laughs> tracking does it matter what? do I need to be typing faster am I not am I not is Kara like weight? suddenly a transcriptionist now that <laughs> it, her words per minute matter like why are they <laughs> why do they have data on that that's so weird also why is Supergirl not using her super speed to super type <laughs> She, she be- really doesn't care about this job, Rebecca.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess that would give her away if somebody is tracking her. But
0: is like, I'm normal in every way. In fact, I'm a little slow to type. <laughs> That's what people are like. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I love- now I have this like mental image of like somebody walking by her, <laughs> by her keyboard, and she just like hunt and peck style. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. What normal people do. <laughs>
1: she's got a lot of errors a lot of spelling grammatical
0: errors it's because she can she'll only hit one key at a time she refuses to type like a normal she's like nope nope nope
1: <laughs> yeah the uh the other thing that i thought was weird was how is siobhan getting back into catco Did Kat not take, I assume, maybe this is is just me putting this on the show, but like, wouldn't she have like an ID badge that she couldn't come in? I mean, Kat probably wouldn't let her in the building again. So how is she getting
0: in there? Yeah, that was was my question as well, like. What not they have didn't they like escort her out or something the last episode? Like, didn't she have to wouldn't you think that she would have to like pack up her stuff and like hand in her key card? Yeah. Um, they're just, I guess, despite the fact that she literally did some corporate espionage, <laughs> they're like, you know what? I think we can trust her. She's not coming back. And then like she just like Carmen Sandie goes into the building with like a hat on or something. <laughs> she goes, I wish she was her that. coming in.
1: Also why why would they need to track her typing pattern when I'm sure they had like security cameras they would know that she was in there and couldn't they see that she was at the like what the would have made desk? way
0: more sense it was like hey this email that i got from car is super out of character and also i don't think she knows that many swear words uh <laughs> so we looked at the tape and we saw you on our security camera in the lobby you know uh walking in with your fedora and so <laughs> about knew- five minutes before the email was sent <laughs> So we knew it was it was probably you and instead they're like no the uh the, the the tracking software that i that i installed in cara's uh computer for totally normal reasons and, and not only to Kara's computer her, not to connect with her in some way or like get her favorite <laughs> food or buy her favorite flowers so she thought i was like so thoughtful and we were like so in sync uh no <laughs> The totally normal spyware I have on my friend's computer uh, told me that it couldn't possibly be her because we know how she be hunting and pecking. <laughs> Kara types at one word per 10 minutes, and so it could not have been her. That email would have taken an hour. <laughs> she finishes one email, and then she leaves. No. <laughs> and then she's like, ooh, done for the day. <laughs> Let's, that would have been her work for the entire day. <laughs> <that email. laughs> yeah,
1: I I think it's it's funny about this episode, I, and I'm curious what what you think about it. But the Martian Manhunter stuff and the Alex stuff was so good.
0: It so was good, so yeah,
1: like so purposeful, and everything was uh, trying to explain a lot of the mythology of the show. And for me, the Shabon stuff on the rewatch, <laughs> I was like, I don't buy any of this. <laughs> like, I don't believe any of this. And also so, like when is out
0: to like brunch with Siobhan. She's like, I hate Kara. I want to kill her. I have plans in place. I'm going to murder her. wins like you're so pretty. When <laughs> could you be a good friend at any point in this process? You got spyware on Kara's machine. You're letting you're letting your new girlfriend threaten to kill her. Like, could you could you just like clue into what's happening for like a second?
1: He also told Siobhan that she just needed a, a goal to yeah. work towards. And I was like, no, don't tell her that. You her goal is gonna be to her. kill Kara.
0: <laughs> You've just motivated her. <laughs> Yeah, the Siobhan stuff I think on Rewatch was like a little bit ridiculous. And then um obviously the twist at the end is that oh, Siobhan yeah. is like on the on the roof and she's drinking, she's drunk, and Win is like, don't do it, don't jump, it's not worth it. And she's like, "Leslie, oh, I'm not gonna jump. <laughs> You might jump. I'm not going to jump. And then, of course, immediately like breaks a heel and falls off. Like, anyone, <laughs> everyone could see that coming from a mile away. She was like, she was like, you are just not a good person. She's like, slowly like backing up towards the end of the roof. And you're he, like, come on, we can see what, we know what's going to, just get there. Just get there. Don't even, <laughs> don't even bother. Just get there. Like, of course, I never jump. Uh, it's like, we know she's going to fall. And then her, uh, her scream, cushions her fall now Mm. this this created a question for me is she and I don't remember because again uh we're in the past but for future Morgan the past is so long ago yes (laughs) for me it's right now right but for future Morgan right maybe she doesn't remember was Shivana meta is that what the ultimate explanation is for like why she has power because I thought it was going to be my vague memory was like, it was like a Leslie Willis, like live wire situation where like something happens to her and then she gets the Banshee powers, but it seems like she just kind of had them inside of her all along. And she just had to get a little tipsy for them to <laughs> come out and save her.
1: So uh, I don't want to spoil myself. Uh, for the Yeah, future. of course. No, no, uh, of course but, not. But I believe that's explained
0: uh, ah. in a, in an
1: upcoming episode. Fascinating. So we may have to, Get there in order to uh, get that answer, um, but I believe it is explained, and I think it has mm. something to do. I think it's somewhat faithful to one of the tellings of Silver Banshee in the comics related to her ancestry.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: that's so! Fun. I think uh, I think that just sort of brought it out. She has a family uh, a family connection to these powers, mm. and then the fall
0: sort of brings brings it out. Um, I see a comment from Rachel that says, if she didn't have powers, she would have ended up like OG Kelly. And I just want to say to that, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. For Farm us free. in the in the past, for sure. <laughs> because we don't even what, know what you're... What is OG Kelly? OG
1: Kelly? Okay. Wait, why is she OG? This is the only Kelly we know. How many Kellys are there in this show? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh the thing that I thought was really interesting upon rewatch from the future into the past now. Uh yeah. what I think is interesting, it's hard to keep that up. It, it uh, <laughs> but, but what I think is interesting is to me when I was rewatching it, is that in the pilot, Car is up on the roof of Catco with Wynne, and she intentionally jumps off the building Ooh, yeah. to reveal her powers to Wynn. This time around, Wynne is up on top of the roof with Siobhan. Siobhan accidentally falls off, but her powers come out. So I thought that was a, a neat... I don't know if that was their intention, but I saw, or sort of saw that as a slight inversion of uh, Kara and Wynne in the pilot, which I think is very fitting because Siobhan sort of <laughs> almost single-white to Kara. So it's... That's it's true. To me, that's interesting that she would even single white female her back to the pilot so i i don't know i thought that was a really neat thing so i would like to think that they intended for that to be similar uh but i don't know but i i i don't think i had seen that before and so rewatching it sort of brought that out so i thought that was pretty cool
0: yeah i think that's a that's a great observation because i also kind of thought when he is initially up there on the the roof oh yeah that's uh, like the scene from the pilot with, with him and Kara. And then I kind of forgot about it, but like, yeah, I, I like the way that they, I feel like they did a lot of that in season one, where they would like call back to the pilot a little bit. Uh, and I, I always really like it. Cause I love those like full circle moments.
1: Yeah. That it makes it very layered. And Cm Gutier 74 says in the chat. Uh, so that means no one should stand on a roof with <laughs> Wen. noted. Yes. I would not uh, suggest it. I think it's definitely something. If, if when wants you to go up on a roof, just don't know you're it. you're gonna fall off it. You're, you're going to you're go going off, off that roof. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that. So uh yeah, I guess we'll see what happens to Siobhan the next mm. go around. Uh, but I thought since she was at the very end of the description, maybe <laughs> we should start with her. So things are picking up with Siobhan, but let's get to talking about the the main uh sort of chunk. I would guess the A story. Would you would you call it the A story about Martian Manhunter? Yeah, I, guess. I think so. I guess maybe Alex is maybe the B story. Siobhan the C story. Or, or there's also a car story in there.
0: And there a don't... Lucy story as well. Yeah. There's, there's, like a... A, there's a lot of layers. This well, is like a seven layer dip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Martian Manhunter. So Morgan, what are your thoughts about getting to see the origins of how Martian Manhunter, John
0: Jones, became Hank Henshaw? I thought that was really cool because they explain it in a previous episode. And I thought... I honestly did not remember there were so many flashbacks in this one. So I thought like, okay, that was the explanation that we got. But so being able to flash back and see like the full story of how Jean becomes um, Hank Henshaw. That was pretty cool. Um, and I thought that the all the flash there were so many flashbacks in this episode, more than I remembered a hundred percent, where I was like, whoa, we're getting another flashback. Look at them. Big so, budget. So, <laughs> so they
1: flashback to uh Jean meeting Jeremiah, they flashback to party girl Alex, they flashback <laughs> to young Alex and young Kara, and then they also flashback to Kara's first day at
0: CatCo. Oh yeah, that's so, yeah, what, yes, I there were a a lot lot of them in this one and it didn't feel like it was like a uh complete flashback episode which is actually i think pretty impressive that like the flashbacks weaved into the story of like what you're watching so it was like that's probably why i didn't remember this one having so many because i don't think i didn't think of it as being like oh that's the flashback episode where there's just a ton of flashbacks because they were woven into the story so well to like Instead of having a character be like, this is what I was doing this three years ago. Instead, you had Alex being like, shot, 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then Hank, hot, hot, like, pops up and goes, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, it did make the the Alex part of it made me laugh incredibly. Because every time I see stuff from her flashbacks, I just think about... Um, How our listeners have pointed out, like, the implausibility of her timeline, like, the (laughs) fundamental implausibility of her timeline that, like... Three years ago, she was like a hardcore party girl, getting drunk all the time, and like losing her keys. While what was she like, simultaneously getting like a PhD? Like what was happening? (laughs) I I
1: think Hank calls her uh, a scientist or uh, refers to her uh, doing science. That she she uh, wouldn't be talking to a priest because
0: uh, scientists are skeptics. I think is what he says. Yeah, like I just. The amount that Alex has achieved in her life, truly an inspiration. And,
1: <laughs> and when she goes to the DO, she has to get trained on the job. So it's not like she, yeah. like all of that happens very quickly. So, yeah, he's yeah. like,
0: when you can take me down. And she's like, don't worry. On my timetable, tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even, re- I don't even remember where, like how old she's supposed to be by now, but it's too young. I think is the, is the long <laughs> short of it. Based on all of the things that she's accomplished in that time, I we we always forget that Alex is our baby genius. Uh, and this this episode reminded me of it because I was like, three years ago. What? Wait, I think she's probably <laughs> late twenties.
1: I think so. <laughs> I think because isn't Cara supposed in the the live chat? Can check me, but um, uh, I think she's supposed to be twenty four, Cara. So Alex would probably be older than her. So huh. I I'm assuming Alex is late twenties, but I'm not I'm not totally sure. But if she's in her late twenties, why she's at why is she out partying like she is? Shouldn't she know better?
0: Isn't she tired by now? <laughs> I was tired by my late twenties. <laughs> the gold my golden girl's years set in fast (laughs) i guess i just assume everyone's like me but uh, yeah no i thought that that was i I loved the the john flannish backs were really interesting too because i really liked the way that they they told that story so quickly but i think so effectively of like um him saving jeremiah from that snake in the far in the jungle that jeremiah was like guess i just gotta die now like (laughs) Dude, it's a. He, it didn't even look like a fast snake. Get up. <laughs> he's, a, he's like a military guy. They don't train him how to deal with snakes. The, the best he was like, "Oh my gun doesn't work. Oh god, how do knives work?" Well the end uh, <laughs> he gave up faster than that one girl was like hey take me over uh, <laughs> i guess i'm evil now <laughs> Uh oh bye bye grace um <laughs> but uh i think that like the way that they connected over having daughter like daughters i think that was so smart because uh they've they've brought this parallel into the show before that john had two young daughters and that alex and carver remind him of them and so allowing them to like connect on that level so quickly like oh okay like obviously they can kind of understand each other as like fathers trying to protect their kids or who weren't able to protect their kids and i think that makes sense for why jeremiah would like turn so quickly and be like, okay, this guy, this, this guy's solid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think it does kind of prove to you like what a jerk Hank Henshaw is that he is like wants to kill this guy, even though he is not trying anything. He's not, you know, he's not fighting back even really. He's like, I guess I got to kill him fast. And his really seems like his only, uh reason for wanting to do that is because superman's like martians are strong and he's like well not not for my fancy gun
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we do have a question about that in the chat uh cmgutier 74 says while in peru og hank told john that superman called him the most powerful being on the face of the earth do we know when superman and john met each other before Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. I I know when uh Tyler Hecklin's Superman does arrive on Supergirl, he has a moment with Martian Manhunter. Um, but I I'll have to look that up. Give give me some time to to fact check <laughs> that, and I'll see if I can find the answer for next time. But we got a, a hilarious
0: uh, fact check in here in the chat, which Aaron says I think Alex was twenty eight in season two. Oh. So maybe she's closer to mid-twenties pre-season one. So maybe so... she's only
1: like two years older than Kara, do you think? Because when Kara... Okay, this is... <laughs> so in season six, when Kara is thinking about uh going to college and trying to tell Kenny Lee that they're not going to go to the same college, Kara's in high school. She's a senior. Alex is already in college. Yes. So she has to be one to three
0: or four years older. In somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if we assume that she's 28 in season two, so maybe she's 27 in season one, then that flashback happened when she was like 24, which does make a little that bit makes more, more sense, sense yeah, timeline-wise, okay. where it's like, woo, let's all do shots. <laughs> she hasn't gotten to the point where like just looking at a shot makes your body start breaking down. Um <laughs> but it's kind of makes more sense. Okay. I'll (laughs) I'll give it that.
1: That timeline checks out that.
0: I don't know if it checks out with her accomplishments. (laughs) No, the partying she has later on, but the partying for sure. That seems right.
1: Uh, Also uh, talking about the snake. uh, uh, Daryl says, according to the Supergirl wiki, it wasn't even the right snake for the region. Uh, Download an app called iNaturalist. It's a free app. You can take a picture of the screenshot and I might do this just for fun. Uh, you can take a screenshot of the snake from uh, Supergirl, upload it to uh, iNaturalist, and see what the uh, artificial intelligence in that app tells you what it is. You you might uh, figure out the answer. So uh, that's really interesting that someone, uh, I guess some snake enthusiast was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Wait a minute. That snake <laughs> wouldn't be in that jungle. <laughs> so that's pretty cool um yeah so uh I I did think it was interesting that uh the original Hank Henshaw even sort of looked differently Uh, his hair was different I thought yeah uh the way uh David Harewood would play Jean playing Hank Henshaw so I (laughs) like that little detail
0: yeah I feel like I could tell the difference between like Hank Henshaw and Jean later on like they definitely like carried themselves a little bit a little bit differently and um i think hank henshaw just seems like way more severe and like t- like kind of tough and like somebody who wouldn't want to like listen to reason um which makes sense because jeremiah who was like on his team was like hey this guy is solid and he's like well sorry guess i gotta stab you <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: Well uh what I thought was uh, neat about Jeremiah initially when they're they're planning out their mission at the DEO and uh after all the other guys have left uh Jeremiah tells him like hey why are we going to just go straight to killing this alien he's been here for a long time there's a lot of things that he probably knows and I was like yeah. that's a really good point Jeremiah Dammers <laughs> why would you waste all that knowledge if this guy's been around uh you know t- to see all the things that have happened he could he could tell us if all the historical documents were correct he could give us information about things we don't have historical documentation on but he would be a really good resource he'd be an eyewitness to things
0: i think this is also a really interesting point because they make a a big deal of um Talking about, I think Alex says like, "Oh, I've been working with him for like two or three years, and he has been like, he's the best space dad a girl could ask for." And um, the 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 guy is like, "Well, he's three hundred years old, so like, your your space dadding is just a coffee break to him." And I was like. <laughs> we really never do dive into the fact that he's 300 years old. Like at any point throughout (laughs) the run of Supergirl, it doesn't feel like, because like how long has he been on earth? I think that brings up a good point that like you're saying, like has he been here for hundreds of years? Like is there like, does he have wisdom about like the history of the earth that he could share that he just, you know, he chooses to sit on that. Cause he's like a <laughs> mysterious man, of few words, <laughs> not mentioned at any point in the, the, you know, the future of the show, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, Oh, I don't know that I like had connected how old he was until that scene where I was like, he's 300.
1: <laughs> I have two questions now. One Did they ever address him knowing about Ramakhan? Is Ramakhan also an ancient being?
0: What? I feel like we lost an opportunity for like Hank and Ramakan to have been Rama bros like back in the day <laughs> like this could have been an emotional story about he's like my bro Ramakhan he's really gone astray like back in the day we would just sip wine out in his in his vineyard he was like a, he was a chill dude like what happened to him <laughs> Ramakan comes up and he's like they're ruining my soil uh, I, feel like I feel like there was some missed opportunity opportunity (laughs) and number two
1: jean had all those books in his uh his new fancy apartment thing that also became a ship somehow but uh i wonder if he could have uh made a lot of money because he had a lot of wealth jean jones somehow had a lot of money to turn his his apartment into a spaceship oh yeah uh if it had been my story i would have had him writing historical fiction books uh oh. using the knowledge that he had and so then he's like a best-selling author making a lot of money and that pays for the tower
0: they could have had him have like a um like a Mick situation from Legends of Tomorrow where Mick becomes a romance novelist. Oh yeah, under the uh, a pseudonym of Rebecca Silver. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, like Jean could have had his own like side, like his historical fiction books that are like huge bestsellers, like his own Outlander, and then. <laughs> And then he could have been like writing under a pseudonym or something. But like people, every now and then, when they're walking around, people like spot him, and they're like, "Oh my god, I loved that part in the book where <laughs> you know, like, was, like, in the Revolutionary War, but they were on opposite sides, but it was <laughs> so forbidden." <laughs> Down, like, I do not know what you are talking about, and like just, just a, <laughs> poofs, <and laughs> flies off into the air. I would uh, think like that is an some...
1: excuse, uh, yeah, or, or as, a, as a reasoning for his his great wealth.
0: That would have answered so many questions we had later on in the series where we're like, doesn't it seem like that would cost a lot of money? Where is he getting this money? Did the DEO pay that well? And it's like, no, but his books, the residuals, his book gets made into a movie and like they're walking past the movie poster and Alex is like, oh, I can't wait to see it. And John was like, I will never see it. The changes that they made from the book are unconscionable. And they're like, I didn't know that you cared that much. I don't, I don't, I don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that would uh be really funny laura also has uh, a reasoning for it uh saying i keep saying uh playing the market is easy when you can read the minds of ceos
0: oh
1: it could be like a biff uh biff tannen thing from back to the future where he's got the almanac Boom. that's true then, then you get alternate timeline biff who <laughs> has the casino and he's super wealthy it makes sense to me
0: uh i see uh Hegel blast also has a good theory which is not untrue where jean lived at the deo for years with basically no living expenses he probably banked his entire salary as hank True, <laughs> true. also also true listen he's got a lot of revenue streams is what we're learning from the <laughs> chat but i also would have liked it as rachel says in the chat if jean writes detective novels the same way that nick writes romance novels
1: why why would they not do that
0: it's right there people
1: oh my <laughs> gosh that would have actually played into John jones uh detectiving exactly that, that is in the character's history and they sort of kind of tried to do it on the show but not really they and then they kind of gave hard. it up
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that could would have, have been awesome like, i'm gonna start a detective agency just like in my not <laughs> nev- nothing I'm looking nothing <laughs> I would have loved it, because they could have really taken that pretty far. We're, I know we're like going past We're the... so we're so far into our own head canon, but I have to say, I have to say before we give this up, we know he has a dark secret. That could be it. What if it's that he writes detective novels under a <laughs> pseudonym? <laughs> I would have loved
1: it if they had played with like a <laughs> I don't want to say like an Alexander McCoy thing. <laughs> but like if, say it say it but, <laughs> but if he had created some like detective novel series where uh his lead detective had a, like a string of novels and then they did do something where uh like it was either like a big movie franchise or like it turned out there was a real guy who was that character so i don't know so you could play with you could play with it but i i think that would have been really cool uh so that seems like a missed opportunity but that's a missed opportunity uh, <laughs> what were we talking about oh uh <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to like dive I back to the, where we came, came from
0: flashback
1: <laughs> um i i guess one thing i i'm curious about uh morgan what are your thoughts about uh because we get the flashback with jeremiah D'Ambers and him giving Kara her glasses to help with her vision i guess to help prevent her like seeing people's x-rayed bodies and things like that what did you think about him giving her
0: those glasses i liked i liked this moment cuz she talks about it um often throughout the run of the show about how he gave her the glasses and we know the the big significance of the glasses um but being able to see it happen, like have that flashback where it happens, I think is was really impactful to watch. And I liked that full flashback for her, I think, made... Like a huge difference in like how I like view the character and what she had been doing up until the beginning of the show, uh, that she you know got to Earth and she didn't really know what was happening and she had this cool older sister who's like too cool for her and she's like super weird like oh my god a son and, um, <laughs> and I've never seen birds before what are birds <laughs> Alex turns and she goes those aren't real uh, <laughs> go straight down to conspiracy theory land but um. But the the idea that she had tried to save people and use her powers for good, and her parents were like, you can't just be saving people out of burning cars, like, all the time. It's going to get suspicious. (laughs) And um, the the way that they filmed like little Kara, like jumping on the car and like ripping the girl out and like ripping the baby out. Honestly, it was a little creepy. It was like uh borderline scary to see like a little girl <laughs> with that much strength. to so, like possessed she did. Right. So I had, I was like, yeah, honestly, I would be a little bit afraid of that little girl. If she came up to me and she's like, I'll save you. I'm like, Oh God, please don't. Um, so I think it kind of gives a backstory on, Why Kara spent so much time trying to be normal and why she wasn't using her powers up until the the plane crash with Alex. And I think, you know, having that experience and having her adoptive dad essentially be like, hey, you got to cool it with like the huge displays of super strength. And uh, and giving her those glasses, and then, you know, we cut right to her having the glasses on in the elevator for the cat interview. And I think that that told so much in, like, such a short amount of time. Like, neither of those flashbacks were super long, but they told us so much about Kara's character.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a ton of Kara stuff in here, but this episode did a lot for, for Kara as a character, as she grew up so uh so i thought the car stuff in in this episode was really great uh Blast in the chat says the car flashback was filmed as part of the pilot and cut as part of getting the episode down to one hour of broadcast time using it here meant uh, saving money by using existing footage well it, and if that's the case i think it's actually a good use of it here it felt like yeah. it was meant to be in this episode because it was utilizing jeremiah Dammers and his connection to Kara. so i really really liked that um, uh, uh, also before we leave the, the Jeremiah portion of it, uh, I thought it was funny that, uh, he mentions to Jean uh, about fire. They have a conversation about how Martian Manhunter doesn't really like fire. And it just made me laugh knowing, uh, season six made him throw the hope, uh, or made him go up to the sun. I can't, I, the Supergirl threw it into this, uh, the hope totem into the sun, but Martian Manhunter was going to be doing something with the sun. Uh, so I, I thought it was funny here where when they established Martian Manhunter's uh, uh, most of his backstory and his origin. They uh, they established pretty firmly that he was not a big fan of fire, uh, and, and they kind of abandoned that later on in the show. Maybe or, he
0: got over his. He faced his fears eventually yes, throughout yes. the show, and then he was like, "I can finally throw this thing right into the sun. <laughs> so Let's it, eat that made it me into laugh. the sun." Um. C.M. Gutierrez uh, says hero, a, a hero young car jumping on the car reminded me of Megan from the Megan movie where the little um, robotic doll is evil. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of the vibe. I, I got a little bit of a Uncanny Valley like horror movie vibe from like the little girl like ripping open the door and flinging it.
1: Well, she would have that strength. And I, I like that the, ho- the hopping onto the car – uh, was probably an indicator that she had not flown yet, is my guess. So oh, her yeah. hopping and sort of jumping was more of her uh, kind of doing that super jumping before she flies like Superman uh, does in the comics and, and things like, you know, uh, Superman Returns, Man of Steel, Smallville, you name it. Uh, that's usually kind of the progression to the powers to flight. Um, so I, I, it is creepy, and I can see why Jeremiah was like, that's the only don't, time you get to
0: do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, the the other thing I really liked about that scene in terms of like the um like the physicality telling you the story is that like we see cars save people from like burning things all the time, burning cars, burning buildings. We don't see her fling a a car door like three miles away. (laughs) Uh, So it's, it was, it kind of told you that like, she's, she's new to earth. She's new to these powers. She doesn't quite know her own strength, She doesn't know that like, Hey, if you're saving somebody, you could just be like, Oh, I guess it was adrenaline. I like open the door instead of flinging the door. I don't know, like into the (laughs) sea or whatever she did.
1: Yeah, uh, she definitely uh, used her strength to the fullest capacity in that moment. Um, So lots of good uh, flashbacks. Is there anything about uh, the flashbacks that you wanted to talk about before we moved on?
0: I was surprised that Alex got thrown in jail. And I wanted to know what was it like just public drunkenness? She did not even get reminder. She did not get into her car. True. So it wasn't a DUI. She like dropped her keys, and then she was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. "Uh oh!" And I was, I was just wondering, like they they never define it. She's just in the jail cell, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I, public drunkenness, maybe, maybe." Uh, she didn't seem like she was making a scene though. She did. She just had a bad night. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe she had done something inside the club.
0: I now I want to go like flashback <laughs> from where she like. <laughs> she like rips out some girl's hair or something she gets in a fight and she like (laughs) takes off her earrings she's like i'm ready let's do it one more shot first (laughs) i
1: I feel like somebody called the cops on her from inside the club and and the cops filled up on her
0: Uh, i feel like it was like maybe like we we flashed out before it became like a buffy and uh and faith situation where they're dancing but they're also hitting people at the same time (laughs) (laughs) yeah getting into a fight they dance
1: yeah Hagelblast blast in the chat says drunk alex seems like someone who would punch someone <laughs> uh yeah so I For think sure. uh it it I I agree though it was not clear on why she because she went into she went to jail it wasn't like she got a ticket or something they took her right to jail she she sat in a jail cell. right
0: that sounds like really you wouldn't just <laughs> don't want to just call this poor drunk girl a cab instead you gotta you gotta like lock her up for what but now it's my head that she caused it like in the the doors inside when they open there's like screaming and people like like throwing bottles at each other and it all started for alex was like patient zero in that and she's just like okay time to go home <laughs> she started the fight and then ducked out exactly she's all right time for me to go home <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the only explanation I can think of.
0: Um,
1: I guess uh before we get out of here and go back to the future, uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on uh Supergirl re- revealing herself as Kara uh to Lucy Lane. Or I guess Kara maybe revealing herself as Supergirl to Lucy
0: Lane. I feel like somewhere in the future. Lena Luther is like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and then she like she just like smashes a photo of the two of them with like a, a, a like a decanter of uh of bourbon a wh- or something. Whiskey yes, <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> How dare you? Every time this happens, she's like no! <laughs> she's just like, totally like, cr- like crushes a, a glass in her hand or something. Um, so she yeah, just she, has a lot of framed pictures with like broken glass on them all exactly. over her office. She gets out her darts and throws them at t- <laughs> like another flame picture of her and Kara. And then, and then the next day, her like assistant is like, Oh God, I gotta reframe this. <laughs> probably- just don't put glass in them anymore. Exactly. I feel like being maybe being Lena Luthor's personal assistant is worse than Cat Grant's because (laughs) it's just like the absolute nonsense that you come in and you're like, oh, no, is she like creating a mind control device again? I told her about this. It's not legal. (laughs) The legal department said no, Lena. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I thought it was funny that um, Lucy is so against um, like... john because he is pretending to be hank and they're you know they're shipping him and um and alex off to project cadmus where they're going to like dissect them um and we'll need to talk about project cadmus in a minute but uh it was weird that like her first thought was to win lucy over she's very mad that this guy pretended to be someone else when he was really a different person Mm -hmm. he was really an alien the way I'm going to win her over is by revealing that I have also been pretending to be someone else and I am too an alien. It's all of us, baby. It's all of us. It's like, it's like Lucy barely likes Kara, right? Like she kind of like low key hates Kara. Uh, And like, I think like a a little bit, she was like, Oh, Kara's sister. Let's get her. And then, and then like, she's like the big reveal, the way I'm going to win her over, I'm going to get her trust back. Is by being like, guess what? I've been lying to you this whole time. You know how you were really paranoid about James being in love with Supergirl because about how James falls in love with all superheroes (laughs) like my cousin? Well, guess what? He was in love with me the whole time. I was both. I, was both. <laughs> I ruined your life in two different ways. Like, it, just, it just didn't seem like the natural way to win someone over to me. I was like, car, are you sure that this is going to work the way you think it does? And car is like, Morgan, shh, hope. And it worked.
1: Yeah. I did think it was funny that they kept making a big deal. The DEO and, Uh, colonel harper and major lane uh they all kept making a big deal about the aliens that were inside the the government and doing all this and i'm like in a couple of years the president of the united states is going to be an alien (laughs)
0: lucy's going to be so mad then (laughs) how does this keep happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought that was so funny. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I guess it's good that Lucy knows and uh, she can be part of the solution now. Uh, but I did think it was uh, pretty funny that she, uh, that car car didn't try to find another way around that to go and help Alex and Jean. Uh, But she utilized Lucy by telling her the secret. I, the one thing i'll also say about lucy that i thought was kind of strange is in the interrogation room they're using a lie detector test it looks like and so the lie detector test says that alex was telling the truth no problems documented good she's good to go and then lucy's like no i think you're 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 lying to me and, and then they- that's why they arrested her and i was like Wait, you're arresting her on a hunch? You're not arresting her because it
0: said she lied on the lie detector test? This drove me crazy. Because I was like, I expected there to be a twist where it was like, I knew that you were getting you know, you were getting one over on the lie detector test by pinching yourself until you cried or something like, something weird. Like, like, your heartbeat has slowed down past that of a normal person. You're a Zen master, Alex. I know it. Um, Which, by the way, like, um, lie detector tests as a true crime girly, notoriously uh, unreliable. So Mm. that part, I totally bought that, like, she was able to get one over on the lie detector test. But, like, yeah, uh, uh, Lucy was like, I know you're lying. And they were like, no follow-up. There was no follow-up question. It was like, how? Why? Lucy's just like, I just know it, brah. God, believe me. (laughs) And he was like, you know what? I do believe you. You've got honest, kind eyes. (laughs) You wouldn't lie to me.
1: I was like, that's not going to hold up in any kind of court of law. Oh, no, <laughs> well, we they just... don't
0: have to. They don't have to that's hold true. up. They're sending them to a black site. <laughs> They're going to like open them up and experiment. <laughs>
1: that is true. Uh, but yeah, I just, I was so mad about that. I was like, you, you've got it. You've got to give me something to make me believe that they have something I've, on that. I felt balance.
0: like I legitimately felt like I missed a scene and I rewound and I still was like, nope, no, that's what happened. There was no, no nothing. there's no line of dialogue I missed this time. <laughs>
1: no uh so that was weird uh in the n- live chat uh, new rachel says jim ha- harper had a superhero name in the comics do you remember what it was i sure do he Ooh. was the original guardian oh, yeah so he had the <laughs> newsboy legion and all of that uh so it's a missed opportunity i think to connect this jim harper to james in season two when he becomes guardian which I'm just guessing is happening in the future of Oh, maybe. Two. Yeah.
0: maybe Maybe that happens. What? what do you mean Jimmy becomes a superhero? <laughs> oh, you just blew my mind. What? Uh, I love this comment from Daryl in the chat that says, the DEO definitely doesn't deal with the courts of law. No, <laughs> no they just kind of do what they want. They're, they're operating mostly on vibes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what it was with Lucy. She was like, you know what? This machine tells me you're right, but I feel... You're wrong, and I have never been wrong about anyone, especially not Cara, mild mannered, mannered reporter.
1: <laughs> I also did think it was funny that uh, Lucy Lane is uh, temporary director of the DEL here. Alex, A- everybody, at,
0: everybody at some point is temporary director <laughs> of the DEO. That's the truth. <laughs> Who isn't temporary director of the i D- I'm surprised that uh, what's her name? The um, the background uh worker oh, at the DEO. Agent that, Vasquez. Yeah, who who often has uh like uh lines. It, it's amazing to me that Agent Vasquez never got to be director of the DEO. I feel like she would have had some like good some she, like she would have been good. I think I think she had like a whole binder in place that she was ready to just like I'm gonna do it, and then it just never came to her.
1: <laughs> I will say Vasquez was good in this episode because supergirl's like you gotta let me in there i gotta be able to hear what's in that interrogation room and uh Vasquez is like no
0: i will not do it i could absolutely not do that winky winky face <laughs> and then and then she storms off and car's and like i and i liked her <laughs> like she's completely thrown off by it for a second and then she's like oh <laughs> car is really bad at that kind of stuff
1: but vasquez was good i would have loved it though if uh if they were like asking for people to take over as director of the do and alex is like raising her hand like wants to do it really excited and then they kind of scan the room and they're like vasquez you, you do it <laughs> It's it, exactly
0: hours. like Vasquez is just like walking through to go to the bathroom or something. And they're like, Vasquez, <laughs> I like the look of you. You're the director. Alex is like,
1: uh. okay, right,
0: again.
1: <laughs> I would have loved that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess before we get out of here uh, and talk about some of the flashbacks, Sam uh, Goutier asked the question, is the Rick and the Beach flashback the same Rick from the episode Alex in season two? And Aaron says, yes, I think it is. In fact, uh, they use the same footage in Alex. Uh, so we haven't seen that episode. Whatever that episode We're is. We're in 2016. Mm-hmm. But that would be really cool if that was the case. Um, And maybe it would be also cool if that was a play on Dick Malvern. But instead, they called him Rick. I guess because they didn't want a character named Dick. I don't know.
0: Uh. (laughs) Missed opportunity. I see a funny comment from Aaron in the chat who says, Side note, Jim Harper is a character in the Aaron Sorkin show The Newsroom where someone made fun of him uh, being Jimmy Olsen. And Jim corrected him saying, Jimmy Olsen is a photojournalist. Huh well not on this show all the time (laughs) maybe they were watching supergirl and they're like i don't think he is jimmy was answering the phone in this episode (laughs) that was one of my favorite moments in the whole episode is when the phone rings and they just stare at each other and he's just like (laughs) fine uh." (laughs) like i wish that they had played unfortunately um the future some some future spoilers i heard i don't know if this is true but i've heard that cat grant isn't as available in the rest of the show. Right. That would be can devastating. Now where I'm sitting in 2016, but um it just it does feel like anytime that uh Jimmy and Cat were in scenes together they were always really funny. Like they brought really funny things out of the characters and I wish that they had had more opportunities to have like Jimmy and Cat together like cuz Jimmy like really had a very low tolerance for her cat grant cat grantness, but he still like, <laughs> at the end of the day would just like give into and be like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I watching know. her sit there with her. And then like when he when he answers, she like giggles as she takes a sip. <laughs> and, like, she, she got Ooh. him to do it one again <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like that it shows that they had some history because they both were to the daily planet together so i really enjoy that uh well morgan what are your overall thoughts on manhunter
0: i thought that this this one was really good i say it every season one episode but season one was really solid They're so i'm not Nick, I apologize. But this one, yeah, this one was really good. I loved the way that they used the flashbacks. It never felt like the flashbacks overwhelmed the story, or it never felt like, oh, this is the special flashback episode. Uh, They really wove really well into the story that the episode was telling i i liked the way that they used all the characters i like the way that they brought lucy back didn't explain why she had like a completely different job now or how long she'd been in there or how she got so high up i guess her dad pulled some strings she was just there she was just in her little uniform she was just mad at everyone uh <laughs> and i like how quickly she turned around and like went on the other side And she was like sure some light crime why not <laughs> you're my new best friend because you revealed your secret girl Manny patties <laughs> Manny patties and my crime uh yeah i i liked the, i thought that this episode was really well done overall and i thought it showed really interesting sides of the characters because this is really the first time that we learned that they're like alex had like her dark alex party girl phase that we did <laughs> Up until this episode, I would have never guessed that Alex had this party girl, uh, this party girl phase in her life. And so I think this is the first time that we get the uh, we get a little bit of background on Alex that, hey, maybe she wasn't always like in the D.E.O. kind of straight laced. Maybe she had some uh, some demons that she dealt with when she was a little bit young not much younger (laughs) mind you who knows in some nebulous point in her life between phds and running a secret government organization (laughs) she had the time to take some shots uh but i think the 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 john stuff the alex stuff and the car stuff in this episode was fantastic the siobhan stuff was weird uh, but it didn't overwhelm the episode, and Cat Grant had a great dress during it, so oh, yeah, I didn't want to complain.
1: Cat <laughs> uh, Grant had, um, I should have like screen uh, screencapped it. I guess we're going to have to do Cat Grant boardroom or ballroom. Season one. <laughs> we, we sort of missed that chance, but she had this great like suit. It wasn't really a suit, It was like brown pants with I think a black top. I was like, that is a great look. I was really surprised with the brown pants. I was like, yeah. that is great. I
0: also really liked the uh the dress that she had that had like the little cutouts in it where I couldn't I like I spent the whole scene being like, are those like little appliques or these like little rivets or are those little cutouts? And I was like, I like the mystery of this dress. Like, <laughs> sure. Am I watching the scene? Kind of. Am I paying more attention to the dress? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, if Supergirl radios uh, radio listeners do not know, Morgan is starting a Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom Season Two edition on our Instagram account. So definitely make sure you're following at Supergirl Radio on Instagram because uh, you're going to get some exclusive uh, content over there with uh, Morgan's commentary.
0: I have been Utila, I have been trying to figure out the green screen effect on uh, <laughs> on Instagram two to three years after everybody else has figured out how this thing works and i was like oh do i have to duck to show the outfit i do (laughs) or i could be further away but that seems hard so i just duck. but yeah that that has been fun i'm gonna definitely do do some more of those
1: yeah because we did not have boardroom or ballroom in season two we did it's probably
0: a lot harder because she is mostly appropriate. I think it's going to be a lot of boardroom, which is, I think, <laughs> going to be very surprising for me. I think I think the ballroom really, like, burst its head onto the, like, burst its way out on the scene, like, end of season two, beginning of season three. Yeah, it really <laughs> kicked in season three. Um,
1: but I think uh, the chat wants uh, boardroom or ballroom, uh, the Cat Grant edition. Oh, that would be fun. She's got some great outfits. All right. Well, we'll consider it. Uh, yeah, I think this episode is great. Uh, the Siobhan stuff is Kind of on the weaker end, but everything else is really stellar. Uh, Great episode of Supergirl in Season 1. And um, I guess uh, maybe from here, let's go into Snap Judgments while we're here. And then we'll uh, go back to the future after that. Uh, So let's uh, get into some Snap Judgments. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options. But must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary.
0: So, our first snap judgment is: Who would you rather hit the town with, party girl Alex, or Red K Kara? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. This is I a think hard either, question.
1: Either one, I think you're in. You're going to end up in jail. I think by the end of it. Uh, although I think Red K Kara is dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think Red. <laughs> red K horror might accidentally kill you
1: <laughs> i i think red cake would be she she would get you into a lot of maybe fun trouble uh <laughs> but she, i think she'd also put you in some danger so you you might go to jail with alex but that's better than being murdered i think
0: so i'm gonna go with alex yeah i i am not uh quite the danger person enough to want to hang out with red K car also i feel like at some point in the evening like she's gonna have one shot too many and before her body metabolizes it she's gonna say something really like mean and cutting to you she's gonna like find the <laughs> one thing that you're like really like self-conscious yes. about and she's go- just gonna get that like like a little dagger right in there and i'm like i'm not looking for that in a night out i want to have fun you know who has fun party girl Alex shot, <laughs> shots shot, 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 shots 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 okay who has the cooler who is cooler on a motorcycle Cara or Lucy
1: I really liked seeing Cara like take that motorcycle helmet off I thought that was so cool so uh, I'm gonna go uh Cara on the motorcycle
0: yeah I gotta go Cara too because when she took the motorcycle helmet off she like did that thing where she tosses her hair and <laughs> like, little Charlie's perfect, like it perfectly yeah. went back into place whereas when Lucy took off her, her <laughs> helmet again both of these are beautiful women Lucy yes. takes off her helmet she shakes out her hair it didn't go perfectly back into place it didn't was like have the same a effect. little bit out of order and it's like yeah. well that's what happens when you're not a Kryptonian <laughs> you just, <laughs> you're, you're mortal like the rest of us <laughs> All right. Last snap judgment. Which name drop are you more impressed by cat going to spin class with Sandy Bullock or being on the phone, on the phone and uh, on a phone call and first name basis with Kate Middleton. I, I assume that's who she was talking about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. She, she talks was... about her, like, was it like her grandmother-in-law?
1: Her... Yes. Who
0: would have been the, who would the be queen. the queen? Yeah. Queen the queen. The second. Yes.
1: Uh, the crown. Uh, I wish I could see Kat Grant go up against Sandra Bullock at spin class. (laughs) I think it's more impressive that she was on her cell phone with Kate Middleton talking about the Queen. So I'm going to go the Queen and Kate Middleton here.
0: I'm gonna go to Queen and Kate Middleton too because I like that she was like uh, she was shaming Kate Middleton for not making her a dame. <laughs> like she to be like, like she was like, "Why? Just because I'm American, I can't be a dame? What? What? A, what, a, what don't I have that Judy Dench does?" Like I, I love the energy there. I love it. It's so aggressive. <laughs> Why
1: well, I think if there's anybody who should have been tamed. It was Cat Grant. Oh, definitely Cat Grant. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. All right, let's get to some feedback real quick and then we'll wrap up this episode.
0: Sure. We have an email from Daryl who wrote in to say, A Kim and Kanye reference last week and a Mel Gibson presenting at the Golden Globes reference this week. So dated, it. Uh, and this is why you don't drop timely pop culture references. <laughs> That's editorializing for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I agree. Uh, Daryl goes on to say, I understand why Kat expected Kara to be there, even though Wynn told her Kara was sick. Remember, in Human for a Day, when Kara came right back to work after being dismissed for being sick, Kat knows Kara can bounce back quickly. Uh, Siobhan did something underhanded, got caught, and it's her own fault. That being said, it is a shame Silver Banshee only gets one episode to shine. Uh, James Harper, the true guardian. He walked so James and Kelly Olsen could run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should should John really go all red eyes in the middle of a room full of people? No. But uh, I I do want to say that there is a moment where Alex and Kara are talking very, very loudly about, like, some plan that they're making, like, not even one step behind, like all the (laughs) video. So I feel like it's all of a piece. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the car flashbacks were meant to be in the pilot. And that's so interesting. A generation should not be looked down on for receiving trophies. They only have because the previous generation gave them to them. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, And Lucy Lane has a big old chip on her shoulder and I don't like it
1: yeah it seems like she does well thank you for that feedback daryl and i think it's time for us to uh get back into the legion cruiser and we need I was to about go to snap
0: for some reason I was like, <laughs> it's time Well, oh you can be in the legion cruiser snapping. sure i could i could do whatever i want and uh, buckle that seatbelt first no, me,
1: yeah you saved you first uh so we're gonna go back to 2023 <laughs> Alright, and now we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DCTV plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music, And wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store. So if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page.
0: Hello, and thank you for calling the DC TV Podcast Hotline.
1: Please listen carefully as some of our menu options have changed. Supergirl Radio, press one.
0: The Flash Podcast, press two. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, press 3. The Lithuatian Room, press 4. DC on HBO Max podcast,
1: press 5. Stargirl podcast, press 6. Superman and Lois Radio, press 7. Green Lantern podcast, press 8. The Sandman podcast, press 9. Justice League Dark podcast, press 10. DC After Dark, press 11. For all other inquiries, please stay on the line and the next
0: available agent will be with you shortly. And since we talked about Manhunter, the episode in which Alex is recruited for the DEO and Jeremiah gives Kara her eyeglasses, we have some designs in the Tee Public store we'd like to suggest. Yeah, we got some DEO merch, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, stickers,
1: mugs. We also have the same thing for a uh, Funko version of Kara with her glasses. So if you want... Uh, Any of those designs, we've got them in the DC TV uh, podcast, the T public store, and I think they might be having a sale. So if you want to go check it out, this is a good time to buy stuff. uh, Because sales happen. Uh, pretty frequently on uh, T Public, so definitely uh, go a look at our merch in the store. We'd also like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting the Super Girl Radio Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne, Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny tara and majuba so thank you all for uh being uh uh, supporters of the supergirl radio patreon and if you would like to uh check us out go to patreon.com slash supergirl radio where we have some revamped levels that you can choose from and uh we hope you will consider it and uh, thank you for your support and uh, I guess I can tell you about me. If you would like to follow me, you can do so on several ways. Uh, you can find me on a social media platform called uh, Vero True Social. Uh, hang out there, share what I'm watching, or listening to. Uh, sometimes reading when I do that. Uh, So you can check me out over there at Derby Kid. Uh, You'll know that uh, I just uh, watched Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix and highly Uh enjoyed it. Uh, So you would know those kinds of things if you follow me (laughs) on Vero. Uh, You can also check me out uh, on Instagram at the Kid, And you can find me on YouTube and uh, subscribe to my personal YouTube channel at youtube.com slash tuckmilkprod. I recently... Finally finished my Batman v Superman Whoa. Dawn Justice Critical Reception Project. Well, maybe I'm celebrating early. I finished reading the reviews, but I still have a couple of things to do to wrap up my thoughts on it. So I'm I'm finished reading the reviews, so that's that's out of there. I read 39, I think. Whoa. Uh, so that, that project went on way longer than I expected. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be doing some wrap-up videos where I talk about how I would fix uh, film criticism because it's definitely broken and um, uh, some of the, the the books that I've been reading to help inform some things that have really uh, made me rethink film criticism in a new light. So I'll be doing those uh, coming up soon. I'm going to kind of wait till I wrap it up because I'm going to be going to uh, Pasadena, California for what is commonly known as SnyderCon, which is a uh, weekend long screening of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, where I hope to ask uh, Zack Snyder about uh, how he considers, uh, well, how he determines what is a good or bad film. So I'm hoping to ask a question that can maybe uh, also be uh, something that would inform a follow-up or a conclusion to uh, that bit in my series that I'm doing on Batman v Superman. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, But I will be doing some more live streaming. Just um, I'm in a kind of a TBD uh, situation where I'm trying to figure out what to do next. (laughs) So uh, but definitely subscribe if you want to come hang out with me on uh, my personal YouTube channel.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic, And you can also find me as a host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, a.k.a. the Legendary Lady podcast, where we're we're starting to uh, think about changing, rebranding, if you will, changing stuff up spruce and things up but uh we just talked about uh an interesting topic which is the disappearing uh queer characters lgbtq plus characters on tv and actually how much of that was um because of the cw kind of mm. going under or getting sold and like them canceling everything which yeah is, they got uh, rid of a lot of characters and shows <laughs> they got rid of a lot of shows, is the thing. It, turned, <laughs> it turns out a lot of the reason that the character there was a couple years ago, where a lot of these characters were just being killed off, and that started like a whole conversation about barrier gaze. It turns out now it's just that a lot of these shows are getting canceled, which we we talk about um, in depth in the in the episode. But a lot of that I think has to do with the general state of um, health of streaming, which is. Mm medium right now um and tv in general kind of going through some growing pains so we had an interesting combo so join us over on the legends of tomorrow podcast and and let us know what you think uh my thought is
1: uh maybe if they made better shows uh the health of streaming and tv would be better that's just my thought that's just my thought (laughs) Just did, did a personal you, opinion.
0: By the way, did you hear that um, the the Rings of Power, the Amazon show that they spent like eight million dollars yes. on, um, had a completion rate of thirty seven percent?
1: I was aware that it was not
0: <laughs> not, it was not half.
1: It was not highly received by people I follow on YouTube and and various platforms.
0: It was so beautiful. And so boring uh <laughs> i i want to i want to finish the first season i hear it gets a lot better the first episode was like um watching paint dry kind of mm. um and i'm sure there's people who are like i loved it i'm, I'm glad for you it was very I, tough for me i
1: would love to hear from those people i did not watch it yeah the, please i just what did i, I miss
0: <laughs> but uh
1: yes that actually does not surprise me at all Wow. Yeah,
0: so Whoa. the stream streaming uh, services seem to be in a bit of trouble. It's possible that reinventing cable but on streaming was not the best idea. It could have um, been better. Could have been a bad idea. I don't but, know, maybe.
1: <laughs> but HBO Max, still great. But HBO
0: Max, We're... I mean, what great <laughs> entertainment is on there. Now, just <laughs> before, before we go, um, this po- co- podcast is not sponsored by HBO Max. Yet, <laughs> uh, but I have you watched any of Succession, Rebecca? No, is that an is it Maybe. is it like Lost? <laughs> It is it is not like lost in any way, to be honest. Um, it's like a show full of bad people that are almost kind of irredeemable, but they're all rich. And it's like a dark, like a dark comedy drama kind of thing. And uh we are obsessed. And so I'm barreling into season two, but uh the last season is airing now, so I'm just ducking spoilers as I go about the internet. Everyone's talking about it. Anyway, mm. HBO Max, a great program. <laughs> is
1: is it about rich people like charles Woodmore?
0: kind of yeah so, so it's kind <laughs> of like it's it, it, so it, we can figure out how it's like lost. <laughs> we can bring it back around every time that is our guarantee to you <laughs> that's how you get me to watch it to, <laughs>
1: if you can sell it to me that way
0: i i do i do want to uh bring up this comment from the chat kenny says uh hbo max is going to be renamed Max. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't have the same same ring to it. Just Max. I mean, I I'm just Max. trying to like uh, use it in a sentence. Like, <laughs> have you guys I'm- watched this thing on Max? No. I The Max like saved is by the like bell. is it like Max Maybe. like a person or yeah, are you going to The Max? Have you watched? are you do you want to go to The Max and watch Succession? <laughs> now, that <laughs> would be better if no, they called that. it The Max. Now, now that's the streaming service. I'd be doing some you Bayside Cheers or something. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
1: An, uh, uh, uh that would have uh Saved by the Bell was uh NBC. So
0: I have like a dream a sequence universal. and it goes like <laughs> I don't like Max. What a classic! No, I don't like it. I don't like it. They should. Why didn't they take this through us? Their biggest fans. We should be consultants for this. Y- brand you know consultants. What? Workshop this through us. I feel <laughs> like they should have done a focus group from the with, biggest HBO Max fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could have been like, "Listen, you're where we go for our cult documentaries. You're where we go for our prestige TV, our DC our TV, su- our superhero stuff." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess now we're taking it to the max every time. Every <laughs>
1: time we go. We say that we're taking it to the max, that helps. That's going to help. That's going to yeah. help for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I think on that note, <laughs> that is going to do it for Supergirl Radio uh, and uh, this episode of Supergirl Radio Rewind. But until next time,
0: I'm still Rebecca Johnson, and I'm still Morgan Glennon. And thanks for joining us for Supergirl Radio Rewind. The I do love not typing. mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean, they say you are what you eat. Tierra. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena <laughs> Luthor boardroom or ballroom because <laughs> really? She looks like a boss in this home.